I'm Danielle. I'm Danae. And we're the, the Double, Double D's. D's. And we're going to spill some tea. Let's get going. Happy Halloween! Hey. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to your Halloween spooky weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even our podcast is spooky-themed. Yeah, I mean, as you should. A little Halloween-y. We're just going to try to... <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Like Frank and Weenie. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Me neither. I okay. want to. It's like the Tim Burton films. There's Frankenweenie. Oh. There's the Corpse Bride. And there's something else. I'm not sure. Oh, man. Josh and I should do that. We should have a spooky movie night weekend. That would be this weekend. So, like, maybe Sunday night or something. We'll yeah. watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Anyways, welcome back, guys. I hope that this will be a fun start to your spooky weekend. I... I, I know a lot of people are, like, doing, like, parties and stuff this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, I am not. <laughs> what are we doing this weekend today? <laughs> well, on Halloween, we have work. Yes. So, there's that. Um, yes. We have a party on Sunday. Uh-huh. But that's not a Halloween party. Should we go dressed up? That would be funny. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be really funny. <laughs> like, we thought this was a dressing party. What is this? <laughs> what the heck? Um, what else are we doing? I have no clue, honestly. I don't know if there's any other Halloween stuff going on this weekend or anything like that. I think that. that you and I should do something this weekend. Like what? I don't know. Oh, are you miss hanging out with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I knew it. I, I do. A I, lot. I knew it. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, I just there's I, there's got to be something like s- fun and spooky going on this weekend, even if it's like a like a drive-in like movie theater or something. Uh, but it's probably gonna be a horror film. Probably. Yeah, I'm not a horror probably film like kind of girl. One of those horror film situations where they have the actors walking around the cars. Yeah, that's gonna be a no <laughs> for me. I want like wholesome spooky fun wholesome spooky fun yeah (laughs) i saw this um this sign and it's somebody like doing an event and they're like wear your fun friendly costumes (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like what does that mean (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah i just thought that that was kind of funny (laughs) i don't is there anything like going on that we could go to though there's got to be something There's probably know. lots of stuff if you're over 21. Can't do those. But. No, I'm not 21 yet. Loser. I know. <laughs> Next year. Danielle. Can you just like grow up faster what today? Heck? Like what in the world? Oh my gosh. But yeah, there's got to be something. I know last year, um, Josh and I went to this like orchard and it was, you know how like you go to those like drive through light displays like around Christmas mm-hmm. time? Mm-hmm. They had a Halloween one. And it was, like, really fun. Is that going on again? Yeah. Maybe we could do that. Yeah. I mean, you prefer to do that with your husband? I'm not going to get to. 
Oh, okay. All right, then you and I will do it. <laughs> okay. I'll check with him just to make sure, but he, I've never, like, been like, oh, hey, like, I... I, like, kind of want to do this thing, but, like, I don't want to upset you. Like, I don't want you to be sad or upset that I, like, didn't do it with you. He's like, no, that's fine. Like, go, have fun. <laughs> like, he's not the kind of person where he's going to be, like, disappointed. How dare you yeah. go without me? Yeah. He's like, go, have fun. Like, you deserve that. I love that for you. I'm just like, you're a good man. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so glad I married you. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, um, if that's that's going on then i feel like we should do it yeah we should anyways after talking about our plans for longer than we probably should probably wanted to yeah everybody <laughs> already tuned out they're, they're like, like all right i'm done that's it for me I'm they done. got their extra play <laughs> like i'm getting out of here <laughs> it was fun and games but i'm done guys yeah <laughs> tapping out now or maybe they just fast forwarded to the good part i don't blame them if they can did. we skip to the good part Oh, wait, there is no good part. (laughs) (laughs) Ding out. (laughs) Anyways. But yeah, so there's, I just feel like there's so much going on. I can't believe that it's actually like Halloween weekend already. Like that seems crazy to me. I mean, it is. And it's also crazy to me that they're already bringing out like Christmas stuff and everything. I'm seeing so many Christmas commercials and, um, like Black Friday commercials oh and gosh. all of it's just come out real Do you watch quick. a lot of TV? No, but it's like on, um, I'm a college student, so I'm not really paying for like Pandora. <laughs> so I get all the ads on mm. there, which is fine. It doesn't really bother me, but so I'm getting all the ads on there and then I'm also just randomly seeing it on like Facebook. Like you'll just be scrolling mm. through Facebook and an ad for like Christmas or 30% off this Friday or whatever, like, on Christmas stuff. I did see a ad for the new Santa Claus's movie, and it's, like, Santa Claus and his family. Yes, With, yes. like, two kids. I did see that as well. It looks like Tim Allen, and it looks like the original wife. It is. Which, I love that. That it is. seems kind of cool. Yeah. We. I want to see it. I want to see it, too. Yeah. I don't know. It'll probably come out on Disney+, Plus. I'd imagine like most things anymore yeah i don't even hear about movies coming out in theaters anymore no it's just like on disney plus yeah i'm okay with that (laughs) that kind of makes me sad well you can still go see movies in theaters well yeah but i don't even know what's coming out because i don't hear anything about it but at the same time like i'm okay with not having to pay for that (laughs) yeah yeah i am too but also like i want to go for the experience do it they're still open it's not like yeah. theaters have shut down you just got to do a little more research I'm just not reminded of it oh brother you know <laughs> i need that constant reminder that makes sense yeah so let's see do we have any life updates life I, updates i have some okay do Go. you have any are you pregnant no dang it at least i don't think so Ooh. <laughs> come back next episode to find out <laughs> no but um okay so one thing have you ever watched Gilmore Girls? Mm-mm. I've started watching it because oh. I was influenced by TikTok. Okay. And I'm always like looking for a show that I can watch by myself mm-hmm. because almost all the shows I watch are with other people. Yeah. And there's a, I have a lot of downtime yeah. that I'd like to be watching something that pretty much I'm the only one that's going to be interested in. Right. And it's actually pretty good because I kept seeing on TikTok, it's like, oh, yeah, like it's the perfect like fall show, like the vibes are good. I'm like, it kind of is. I'm watching, I watched like 
I think I'm the fifth episode in or something in the first season. There's seven seasons, which I'm just like floored. <laughs> like how in the world did they fill seven seasons? I don't know how many episodes there are per season. So maybe that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. How long are the episodes? They're pretty long. I feel like they're like an hour. What is it about? I don't even know what it's about. So it's about like this single mom and her daughter the mom like had her daughter when she was 16 so she was really young she's a very young mom and her daughter is like i think it starts with like her daughter's like 16 or 17 and it's very it's almost like um it's not very much of a mother-daughter dynamic it's more like an older sister younger sister kind of dynamic okay which is very interesting and i think that's just them kind of trying to highlight like the experience of like a young mom right that she was younger yeah Yeah. so it's just them like going through life so like the daughter is like super smart and so she wants to like go to this good school Mm -hmm. and so it's talking about how like the mom is trying to like make that possible because she has to pay all this money and then the mom has like a weird relationship with her parents and her parents are super rich and kind of snooty and so it's like this whole weird thing between them because the the mom like doesn't like her mom and anyways it's just like a little bit of drama and okay it's just good yeah i like it i don't have time to get into that yeah no seven seasons is a lot (laughs) that is is, we can't even watch our show yeah that's true (laughs) yeah so i watched that and i feel like i had another life update but can't remember what it is i cannot remember what it is I can't even answer that one for you. You won't have any uh, life updates? Not really. I've really just been doing a ton mm-hmm. of school. What are you being for Halloween? Uh, you. That's it? And a mouse. You're going to be a mouse? From Ratatouille. Oh, <laughs> she's going to be Remy. Mm-hmm. That's cute. So That's cute. doing that and you. Did you find your costume? Uh, yeah, I went to Target and I got it yesterday. You bought like a pre-made costume? No. <laughs> like a prefab? <laughs> no. They have these, um, they have these bodysuits there and they're like a comp- compression type of bodysuit situation. <gasps> and I was gonna do that, but I didn't realize that the back of it is like... For young listeners, don't listen to this part. (laughs) And so they listen even closer. (laughs) But the back of it is like a thong situation. So I can't wear the bodysuit by itself. Oh. So I was a little disappointed about that. I was kind of thinking about the front. Uh, The front would be fine because it's like a lower. It's like Uh, lower. Okay. But the back is not okay. Okay. So I had to buy the matching shorts. Oh, that sounds kind of cute. It's, yeah. And then I, you could wear them separately. I was literally thinking that. The shorts are really nice, not gonna lie. So I would, like, wear are, those with, like, a sweatshirt or something. And I'd be are sad. they, like, a biker short yeah, situation? They are. they are. I'm a, I think I said that at the beginning of summer on one of our episodes is I'm a biker short girly now. Yeah. I only have one pair still, but I love that pair. And they're, like, a compression type of situation. Yeah. So I really like the compression stuff. I don't know. I just, it, it feels snug and I just kind of like it. Do you have ears? So, I wasn't able to find ears, but we found, like, these little, I don't, they look like little ladybug ears at Dollar Tree. 
And then we found gloves, gray gloves. <laughs> so I'm going to take the little gray mittens and put them over the ear part and like sew it there. And then I'm okay. going to take, I have this pink cloth. So I'm going to take that and put it for the inside of the ear. So crafty. Very crafty. I love that for you. It's only $3. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. But then a tail, I don't, I don't quite figure that part out yet. Hmm. I have some pink material left over and like... I might just use that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the tail matters as much, to be honest. I have a gray, like, robe tie. Just stick it in your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Just shove it in there. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I don't know. What are you being for Halloween? Um, I am going to be Padme. Mm -hmm. Her costume is actually really good. Thank you. It is a pretty good costume. Thank you very much. I have to admit. If you are Star Wars people, you'll know that in the one episode... I'm terrible. I don't know what episode it There's is. There's so many. Yeah. But <gasps> she wears like a like a white crop top kind of situation. And she's like... This sounds weird. But she's like tied up <laughs> in like an arena. <laughs> and there's like... And she's tied up with like Obi-Wan... And there's like um, a monster Wait, attacking I, them. Yeah, are you gonna do the the like the scratch marks on your stomach? I don't think I'm that talented. Oh, Danielle, you could do it. It would be so cool. It would be cool, but I don't know. That seems like a lot of work. The rest <laughs> of the costume is very like low key, which I love. Like it's very simple. Just throw it on, call it a day. Throw I don't, it on, and you're good. My makeup's super simple. Oh yeah, the hair is super simple. Crazy, yeah. yeah. Ding it, Danielle. That would have been really cool. Yeah, it would be cool, but I don't think I'm going to go that hard. I am going to chop off one of the sleeves of my crop top, though, because it's a long sleeve shirt and like one of her sleeves is missing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to chop that off. But <sighs> I feel like you should do it. But I don't know. You know, you, you will be busy because like you're wearing that for the party. Yeah. Because Danielle's throwing a Halloween party. Like so always. you'll be busy like setting up and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have to put a lot of time into my costume. Right. So that's what I'm going to be. All right. Should we get into this? Did we, we even should... tell them what it was? No. I mean, they saw the title. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So this week we're talking about unsolved mysteries. So I don't know how long yours is, but mine's it's like kind of long. I'm going to be reading out of a book and I'll tell you like what the name of the book is and like you know, um, let you know the author and stuff like that. Um, But it's kind of long. Mine's a little bit longer, too. Okay. So, yeah, we might just do one story each, or we Mm -hmm. might do, like, multiples. I don't know. I have a whole book of them, which is really cool. And so if we, like, run out of content or something, we'll maybe we'll, like, add another one to the end. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I'm excited about it. It's one that I, the one that I picked was one that I've always been kind of intrigued about. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm excited to learn about it. I didn't read it ahead of time because I want to learn while I'm reading. So mine actually involves like eight people. Eight people? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not as many as yours, but... <laughs> so it's like a web. It's it's pretty interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to uh, just hop into an ad real quick and then we'll get to the stories. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. So, real quick before we get into the stories, life update. I have one more life update. 
And it's kind of related to Gilmore Girls. Pew, 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 pew. I was watching... What? <laughs> that was so random. I don't know that I've ever heard you make that sound before. <laughs> Anyways. So, in the episode I was watching of Gilmore Girls last night, I think it, it's either episode, like, four or five, they have a neighbor. Well, they have... And they're, it's a couple, right? Right. right. And <laughs> the neighbor... And her husband are going on a walk and they, they see, like, the main, like, characters. And then <laughs> they've got a, a stroller with a cat on it, in it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, we're just taking cinnamon for a walk. And he's got, like, this little hut. So when if he gets too hot, he can go in the hut. He likes his privacy. And then she's just talking about her husband. She's talking about how her husband built built the stroller and how he was so sexy oh <laughs> and then my he gosh. like she said like some italian word and she's like oh honey say the word you say it better than i do and then he says the word she's like oh he sounds so hot when he says this. <laughs> and That's then he's you. just like oh <laughs> and I'm, i said to josh i'm like wait you have to come out here and watch this and I'm like, this is us in the future if we don't have children. <laughs> Just so you know. Did he agree? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah it was so very funny. funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now back to things that people actually want to hear about. Right. Yes. Um, I want you to go first because I'm very curious about yours. Okay. So I'm going to give a little background here. So this took place in Iowa. Um, I don't remember the village name. It was a village? Or a house or whatever the place was. Villisca, Iowa. Villisca, That's Iowa. like the town? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like very, like a pretty small, like secluded type of town. Okay. So, sometime around midnight between Sunday, June 9th and Monday, June 10th, 1912. <clears throat> oh, so this is a long time ago. This is like old, yeah. Okay. A person or persons, wait, actually, I feel like we should mention these unsolved mysteries, both of us are like, they're a little bit dark. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like mine's a murder. Danielle's is just kind of a, a spooky. Yeah. More of a spooky vibe. Yeah. So, so if that's not your thing. Like don't keep listening. Yeah. So this is like a warning for you. Like if you don't like this kind of stuff and there will be some sad things mentioned, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Then click off. This might not be your episode. I don't think they get, like, very graphic or anything like no, that. No, But if you're just, like, not into that kind of thing, it might not be for you. We want to do something, like, a little bit more spooky for Halloween just right. to kind of, you know, fit the vibe. But it's, that's you not warning. for you. That is okay. Right. You can listen next week. Exactly. I don't know what it'll be, but. So, a person or persons enter a modest, entered a modest house. Mo- oh, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> a modest house. In Villisca, Iowa, and killed eight people sleeping there, including two adults and six children, aged six, mm-hmm, aged five through twelve. The killings became known as the Villisca Axe Murders, and are easily the most notorious murders in Iowa history. So. The murder spawned nearly 10 years of investigations, repeated grand jury hearings. Um, There's like, it just goes on about like multiple trials and stuff. We won't get into all that. 
it was all over, like, it's been all over the news in past years because it was, like, such a long investigation, and it was, it was really sad, and it's every now and then brought up again. Mm-hmm. So, on Sunday evening, June 9th, 1912, Josiah Moore and his wife Sarah took their four children, Herman 11, Catherine 10, Boyd 7, and five-year-old Paul. Paul <laughs> to the Christian's Day service at the Presbyterian Church. Accompanying them was Lena, 12, and Ina, 8. So they were neighbors and they had asked their parents, because they were like friends of the kids and stuff, and they asked their parents if they could spend the night at the Moore house. The Children's Day service was at an end-of-the-year school program on Sunday. Sarah Moore was a co-director, and her children performed their little speeches. And they had, like, a recital and so on. The service ended with social mingling and lasted until about, like, 9.30, so they got home about 10 o'clock. It was a damp and cold night. No one suspected that neither the Moores nor overnight guests would be not alive or seen again. They walked the three blocks to their home. Cookies and milk ended the festive evening and all went to bed. Sometime after midnight, the killer or killers picked up Joe's axe from the backyard, entered the house, and killed all eight of the occupants. By 7.30 a.m. on June 10th, Mary, an elderly neighbor to the west, became concerned that the Moore house seemed quiet and deserted. She called Joe's brother, Ross, who arrived at about 8 a.m. to look around. His cautious inspection of the downstairs revealed two figures covered with a sheet in the back bedroom, and he also saw blood on the bedstand. This this is starting to get a little crazy. Ross stepped back from the crime scene and called Joe's hardware store, telling employees to fetch Hank Horton because something terrible had happened. Hank arrived around 8.30, went through the house, and found, as he told Ross when he came out, somebody murdered in every bed. The partially cleaned murder weapon was left leaning against the south wall of the downstairs bedroom where the visiting girls were found. So, the part of the murder scene that was pretty bizarre. The killer had two bizarre touches to the murder scene. First was a four-pound piece of slab bacon leaning against the wall next to the axe. Four pounds? Like, why? Like, isn't that weird? Like, that's really weird. (laughs) The murderer also had searched dresser drawers for pieces of clothing or cloth to cover the mirrors in the house and the glass in the entry doors. On the kitchen table was a plate of uneaten food and a bowl of bloody water. All the victims were found in their beds, their heads covered with bedcloth, and all had their skulls crushed, and they were hit 20 to 30 times with the blunt end of an axe. The ceilings in the parents' bedroom and the children's room upstairs 
had marks apparently made up from the axe swinging back and forth. So, like, when he would raise the axe, it would hit the ceiling. So, um, Lena, which was one of the girls that was staying over, her nightgown had been pushed up and she had left exposed. Doctors concluded she had not been abused, though, like sexually abused. Lena had blood stains on her knee and an alleged defense wound on her arm. Um, there was the, like, a service that had happened. Thousands of people showed up for their funeral service. Oh like, it was crazy. Um, it was... There was, I think it said that there, it doesn't give a whole lot of details on the people besides one person that they thought it was, Mm -hmm. but there was multiple people that were suspected of this murder. Yeah. I think it was like three to four different people. Huh. And And none of them were ever charged? No. One said they committed it and they like confessed and everything, but then took it back and then he wasn't charged because they thought there was like nothing. He said he did it and then said he didn't? Yeah. So, with that, though, he was a reverend, okay? And he was catching a train that morning, the morning once everybody found out. This was before anybody found out. He had told, like, eight to ten people that there was, like, six or eight souls with him. That had died in the town. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He had told these people that that had happened. Before anyone else Before found out. There was nobody knew yet. And he had caught that train that he was on and he told people that, that there was eight souls. Oh my gosh. And with that, the th- mysterious thing about him was he was kind of a, he was a reverend and he was not a appropriate reverend okay okay so people were kind of suspicious (laughs) because (laughs) they're like well like the little girl the 12 year old's dress was lift up lifted up and everything but there was another person that they found who was a person who would kill people with axes yeah and they and he was going around and killing people with axes. Now I don't remember exactly what they said, but I'm pretty sure that with him, he he had gone around like doing murders and I think he might have been the one where he was notorious for covering up mirrors. Oh, okay. Which is what this guy did. Right. But there was I think there was another person that was suspected and I don't remember why he oh it was because he had something against the Moore family okay okay so they found somebody with motive right so he was against the Moore family and like they had like some kind of tiff or something like there was something going on that they were against each other so all these three people none of them were there's not, like, a sufficient evidence. No, for any of them. I wonder if, like, it's been, like, opened back up at all. Because I know a lot of times, because, like, back then, they didn't have the tools that we have now. And so, so yeah. many, like, unsolved cases from, like, years ago end up being solved because they have, like, I don't know, like, different methods to, like, find stuff 
you know like i i don't know the proper terminology but you know what i mean yeah and like and that's just the thing though is it's they especially between the two the one guy obviously he had a motive yeah the other guy was notorious for doing this yeah like covering up the mirrors and an axe murderer yeah and then the other guy had knew somehow somehow knew and was like there's eight souls like following or whatever like yeah yeah before anybody else knew the other thing that i wonder about is like that's a lot of people in separate bedrooms Mm -hmm. so if it were one person how is one person supposed to do all of that and only one of them has any evidence of fighting back like that doesn't make any sense well and especially if they he hit them 20 some times how would you get away with that with each person without somebody waking up and doing something here's the other thing about it is in the 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 house was old like it's an old house you Mm -hmm. know this was 1912 yeah and in each of the rooms, you had to go one to the other to get mm-hmm. to each of them. Yeah. So, like, downstairs, I'm pretty sure it was the guest bedroom. So, it would have been the little girls. Yeah. And, like, the kitchen and stuff like that. Yeah. Then it was the parents' bedroom. But in order to get to the other kids' bedroom, they had to go through the parents' bedroom to get there. Okay. Okay. If that's correct, I haven't seen the video that was on it and like touring the house and everything in a long yeah. time, but I'm pretty, they had to go through someone's bedroom to get to another one. Yeah. But the thing about that is they think that what happened is this was, this wasn't a short crime. This wasn't a done deal. It wasn't like he was in there five minutes and out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not possible. No. And especially if he like prepared himself a meal. Well, and that's the other thing is the the bodies weren't, like, spread out. They were just laid on the bed as if they were not touched. Yeah. Besides the part of yeah. him, you know, yeah, harming him. Yeah. So it was believed that he had killed the parents first. Mm-hmm. And then the little girls and then the rest of the children. Mm-hmm. And then he went back and continuously oh yeah wow yeah which is really quite crazy so it really just shows that whoever it was was mentally just not okay gone Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it like at some point even if there was somebody that came out and tried to stop him like what was it going to be at the 12 year old girl like she was the oldest yeah you know but also it's like if he laid them there could have been because i'm like there's no evidence of like any like a fight or anything like that besides the 12 year old but also like he could have cleaned up yeah you know if there was a bowl of water yeah he could have cleaned something yeah of course, they really did also weird. say his axe was partially cleaned as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's from cleaning them. The bowl of water is pretty interesting. Yeah. And then, like, did he, was he eating? Yeah. Like, prepared himself a meal? Yeah. Like, He's like, oh, I should probably eat before I go. And that's the other thing is the mirrors. Yeah. People think that he covered up the mirrors because he couldn't watch himself kill these people. Yeah. 
it was like a psychological thing yeah and he felt that if he saw himself like do it like then he's like you know in trouble or something like that yeah that's what they think has happened didn't um bailey syrian do a video on that Oh, she might have. I'm not sure. Because I'm pretty sure, like, as you were saying it, I know I've heard this story before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she did. She might have. Yeah, because she does that, the murder mystery she makeup Mondays. Yeah. I haven't watched her in a while. No, but me either. It's good stuff. It's it just is. gives me anxiety. It's a lot like, it to handle. It stresses me out. Yeah, it is a lot to handle. Yeah. All right. I think you're up next. Daniel. Okay, so mine's not going to be quite as intense as that it's just more like interesting it was very interesting yeah okay so I'm, I'm just gonna straight up read out of this book because it's got a lot of really good information and it's very thorough too which is cool so i the book is called unsolved mysteries bizarre events that have puzzled the greatest i think it says minds but there's a sticker on it yes <laughs> minds okay and it's by joel levy Okay, so the title of this one is The Lost Colony of Roanoke. The date is sometime between 1587 and 1590, and the location is Roanoke Island in North Carolina. The disappearance of one of the earliest English colonies in the Americas is a tale of mystery, tragedy, and conspiracy, of strange codes and false trails, and the obscuring sands of time. In the 16th century, rivers of gold and silver flowing from the New World threatened to overturn the balance of power in Europe. The Spanish Empire... This seems kind of boring. (laughs) The Spanish (laughs) Empire grew rich and powerful, isolated and threatened. Protestant England nurtured... Nurtured... (laughs) This is probably not a good idea. Nurtured colonial ambitions of her own. Companies of merchants and noblemen launched missions to explore, exploit, and state claims to North American territory, among them the syndicate put together by Sir Walter Raleigh, the Queen's favorite. In 1584, Raleigh obtained a license to lands in the largely notional territories of Virginia, and in 1585, he sent a force under Ralph Lane to establish the first English colony in the Americas on Roanoke Island in what is now North Carolina. Dwindling food supplies and hostile relationships with most of the Native Americans led to the abandonment of the colony a year later, and a force of 15 men left to maintain Raleigh's title disappeared with evidence. Oh, wait, let me reread that. And a force of 15 men left left to maintain Raleigh's title disappeared. So there's 15 men that just disappeared Mm -hmm. with evidence that they had been with with evidence that they had been killed or driven off. In 1587, a second wave of colonists arrived, led by John White, who had served as official artist on the previous colonizing attempt. On July 22nd, 90 men, 17 women, and 11 children came ashore at Roanoke Island. Although their first original, in- although their original t- intent had been to set up a more favorable territory on the mainland, Simon Fernandez, the captain in charge of the ships that brought them, refused to take them any further. It has since been alleged that Fernandez was in the pay of Sir Francis Walsingham, Elizabeth I's spymaster and a court rival of Raleigh's, and that Walsingham conspired at every step to thwart and doom the nascent colony. White's company set about rebuilding the colony, and just over a month later, his daughter gave birth to Virginia Dare, the first English child born in the Americas. I have no idea why, but that name has always stuck with me. 
like I specific I have a specific memory of reading that in my history book like I can see where it was on the page in my history book that is kind of interesting and I have no idea why but anyways by the time wait, let me get this written by the time what the heck I can't read. <laughs> you are struggling I really am this is about idea. okay by this time things were already going wrong poor relations relations with neighboring tribes had led to the murder of one colonist the settlers voted to send white back to england to secure support and supplies and on august 27th he set off promising a swift return events conspired against white however particularly the war between england and spain and the subsequent armada and it was not until august of 1590 that he was able to return so i'm guessing he left in 1589 and came back the following year that's Mm. what it sounds like although as a passenger rather than in command coming ashore with the landing party white sounded with a trumpet a call and afterwards many familiar english tunes of songs and called to them friendly but there was no sign of the colonists all that was left behind was a palisade of timber that had been erected after white's departure and a few heavy lumps of metal the only clue as to where were t- as to where were two odd inscriptions on a tree near the shore were the letters c r o and on one of the pal- palisade timbers the word c r o a t o a n so croatone something like that something like that to white the implication was clear the colonists had gone to take refuge with a friendly tribe of native americans the croatans of nearby hatteras island leaving as agreed a secret token of their intent okay that would make sense Mm -hmm. if they had been in distress the inscription was to have included a maltese cross but no such mark was seen so that's smart that they like had they had a plan it's like okay if something goes cross like you you make this this mark so we know right what the deal was right okay but no such mark was seen Indeed, the plan had always been for the colonists to move from Roanoke to a site 50 miles into the main, or the inland. So to find them gone was not in itself mysterious. Tragically for White, an attempt to visit Hatteras Island and search for his family and the other settlers was thwarted by storms, and he was forced to return to England, never to see them again. Subsequent search parties were sent, but several were sidetracked and none made positive contact. When the Jamestown colony was set up in Virginia, further efforts were made, and John Smith, the leader of the new colony, gathered native accounts of... Let me flip my page. Of white men encountered and killed around Chesapeake Bay. The hostile Native American chief... Pohaten, father of Pocahontas, told him that he had attacked and killed a group of white men to the south, showing Smith a musket barrel and a brass mortar and certain pieces of iron that had been theirs. There were sporadic further attempts to locate the lost colonies, and a theme developed of claimed encounters with white Indians. Familiar with English and Christianity, wildly assumed to be the descendants of the White's company intermarriage with their Native American hosts. But the validity of these claims is dubious, and the original colony on Roanoke has been lost under shifting sands. So the mystery remains, what became of the lost colony? 
Some of them may well have followed the original plan to relocate to the mainland, to a site previously identified by Raleigh's explorers as a source of a valuable natural resource, sassafras, extracts of which had great value medicinally and in brewing. It was used to make root beer. Accounts of the early explorers make much play of secret commodities at a secret location, and the paper trail of early maps and land titles leads precisely to a spot 50 miles into the main. Sassafras exploitation was probably the prime motive behind Raleigh's entire project, so it's highly plausible that the colonists moved to the secret location. A map by White himself suggests that it may have been an, a Native American site at the head of the Alligator River named... I'm not even going to try to say it because I have no <laughs> idea. Um, something with a T. The most widely accepted theory about the fate of the colonists is that they intermingled with the Croatans and the combined group moved inland. Research undertaken by the Lost Colony Center for Science and Research used old land deeds suggests that Croatan, Croatan descendants held title to land at a site called Gumneck, which seems to correspond exactly to the site of the other place, which is precisely 50 miles inland from Roanoke. While the mystery of the lost colonists may not be definitely, definitely solved, it seems that a plausible explanation has emerged for what happened to them, at least initially. Initially, Their long-term fate, however, remains unclear. Were they all killed by Powhatan or others? Are their descendants still around today? Now, <clears throat> there's a little spot in here that it's like a side story, and it says, Far Out Theories. So this says, the unsolved disappearance of the colonists has generated a range of outlandish speculations. Inevitably, alien abduction is among <laughs> them. <laughs> but more plausible theories include the conspiracy theory that Walsingham plotted to undermine Raleigh's colony, suggested by Lee Miller in her book, Roanoke, Solving the Mystery of the Lost Colony. It is also possible that the Spanish captured the colonists. The Roanoke colony was a direct challenge to the Spanish colonization of North America. The Spanish colony at San Augustine in Florida got word of the English settlement, and in 1588, a small expedition was sent north to look for and possibly destroy the Roanoke colony, but it came back empty-handed, and the Spanish governor concluded that the colony was failing or gone. This is very interesting. I do wish that I would have read that, because that was a little bit boring. I thought it was good though because that's it's like, good like if you like like history, yeah that's that's very true. But yeah, it is it is kind of crazy that they just like disappeared. And the fact that that's in like so many history books, like yeah. most of the people listening probably have heard yeah about that yeah. Which I makes remember it cool. learning about it in school and being like yeah. curious, like ooh what happened? And I had never heard like a an explanation like that where they're like okay yeah this is, is probably what happened right right interesting it is very interesting and it's kind of crazy that like that many people just are gone you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. they're just like nothing nothing left just gone yeah. just gone no Besides trace some whatsoever markings, and that's it they're just gone but also it makes sense because just like think about communication back then yeah you know like how yeah. are they supposed to leave like some kind of marker besides what they did right you know that's so it's true just, it's interesting and then the other thing is like so many things happened that they just like didn't like people looking for them didn't get back to the spot yeah you know it's like there were storms the one time and they had to go back to england or yeah. there was numerous attempts but none of them could actually get there or like something like that you know it's just so interesting how like 
I don't know. It just yeah. is gone. An and interesting, like, progression of events. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of led to that disappearance and not being, not hearing anything from them, you know? Well, there was so much going on back then, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they were still discovering, like, America and everything like that. So, there was a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's interesting. It is. I wanted to mention something that I forgot to mention before. In um, the house, the Moore house. Oh, yeah. Which this is how they knew that he had gone back to make a few more blows to their heads. Yeah. There was a shoe on the bed, or not on the bed, but at, like, the foot of the bed on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> that was in the parents' bedroom that was knocked over with a pool of blood. Oh. So... What they thought was that the shoe was just, you know, placed there as if you would take your shoes off, go to bed. They thought that the shoe was just placed there. And then when he first killed them, there was blood that started to drip down off of the bed into the shoe. And then when he went back up to make a few more blows, then he knocked over the shoe, which caused the blood in the shoe to pour on the ground. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's tricky. <laughs> Very tricky. Also, there's like a ton more people that confessed to confessed these crimes. Confessed to it? Why did so many people confess? I don't know. Probably just to get their name in the news. Who knows? What? That seems very stupid. Well, apparently the reverend and his confession was, he was like, like, law enforcement took it as like a mockery to them really mm-hmm. but he literally told several people before anybody knew that he was bringing souls with him mm-hmm. how was he supposed to know that the other thing that's like kind of interesting is <clears throat> that play he was there oh he was in town for that play huh and he was at that play which is very interesting. That is interesting. He came in, I think they said it was Saturday that he came in and the murder happened Sunday into Monday. He came in on Saturday, left early Monday morning. And he was at that play with them. See, he seems like he would be the one that did it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, my t- foot is going numb. It does make sense. But the fact that, like, other pieces of evidence match up with other people as well. Yeah, so it's like, what the heck? Yeah, that's the part that confuses. And that's why it's unsolved. Because yeah. there's so much going there's on. There's just so much to work with. And they hadn't, like, he obviously had no reason to mess with them. Yeah. You know? He didn't. He probably didn't even really know them. So he was from somewhere else. Yeah, he was like a reverend that like went around, I guess. So he he was like a traveling. I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. Well, you're welcome for the little spook going on. Yeah, that was that was a little spooky. Don't go missing and. Don't go missing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Don't go missing. And if you plan to go missing, leave a note. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Leave a descriptive note. What happened? Why you're gone? Oh, my gosh. 
that's just too much. All right. Should we do another one? I don't know. Do you feel like we should? I kind of feel like we should because it's kind of slow. Okay. And I, I kind of want to redeem myself a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're so disappointed with that? Yeah, I, I should have read it. I really should have read it. This was the first one that I was going to read. And this one's, it's not quite as interesting as yours, but Just it's... being unprepared. Yeah, I was unprepared. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, but it's it's also about murder. So okay. just a little bit of a warning. trigger warning there. Mm-hmm. But it's not, not as graphic, for sure. Right. Okay, so... This is called the Tamam Shud Murder. The date, 1948. The location, Adelaide, South Australia. So this is an international murder. (laughs) (laughs) It really was, too. All right, anyways. So, a body found on an Australian beach may have been a murder victim, but his identity, the murder weapon, the motive, and the murderer all remain unknown in this case filed with tantalizing clues or filled <laughs> filed filled with tantalizing clues and oddities <laughs> Spooky. also known as the summerton beach mystery pew, or- pew, pew. <laughs> oh, what is that <laughs> sounds like it's from a video game or just something. add to the spookiness that was not spooky <laughs> It sounds like we're in an arcade. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Or the riddle of the unknown man. The Tamam Shud murder is one of the most perplexing cases in history. On December 1st, 1948, a smartly dressed man was found propped up against the sea wall on Somerton Beach near Adelaide in South Australia. He had been noticed the previous evening lying in the same position and apparently drunk smoking a cigarette, but now he was clearly dead. The coroner was unable to determine the cause of death or even whether he had been murdered, but considered it likely he had been poisoned. Oh, very spicy. Although extensive analysis failed to find any trace of poison, an expert suggested that the poisonous digitalis and the, or the poisons digitalis and strophanthin available from pharmacists would quickly break down after use making them undetectable other clues such as the pattern of blood pooling in the body suggested that perhaps he had died or can i say that what unalived passed away passed away he had i mean i already said it but (laughs) anyways he had passed away elsewhere and been moved the identity of the body proved impossible to, to ascertain. All of the labels had been cut out of his clothes, oh. mm-hmm, including those in a suitcase that was eventually found at the Adelaide train station, with the exception of some items bearing the name Keen or T. Keen. No one of this name could be tracked down, and it was assumed by police that the name tags had been left precisely because the mystery man was not Keen. Details such as the stitching of his jacket and the direction of stripes on his tie suggested that the man had come from America. On his person, the man had 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 a train ticket from Adelaide to the beach, a pack of chewing gum, and no form of identification. One of his trouser pockets had been repaired with orange thread. 
He also had a pack of Army Club cigarettes containing seven cigarettes of another brand. It has been suggested that if he was poisoned, the mystery toxin was administered by way of a cigarette, which might explain the odd substitution of brands. So he had the brand of one type of cigarette, and then inside were a different brand, mm-hmm. which is interesting. That is very interesting. The coroner made a, p- a particular point of noting the unknown man's highly developed and extremely unusual calf muscles and his wedge-shaped toes. These were said to be reminiscent of an athlete or someone who wore high-heeled or dancing shoes, suggesting that the man had been a ballet dancer. Four months after the initial investigation... Let me flip my page. (coughs) Sorry, my throat's dry. (laughs) So, four months after the initial investigation, a detailed search revealed a tiny pocket in the waistband of the man's trousers, probably a fob watch pocket, in which was found a rolled-up scrap of paper bearing, in distinctive and elaborate type, the phrase... Tamam Shud. This is the phrase that ends the classic Persian poem, the, I don't even know how to say this, the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam, and means it is ended, or more colloquial. I don't think that's how you say that word. I don't know. Colloquially? I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, so, or more fancily, the end. (laughs) It means the end. (laughs) One obvious interpretation was that this was a kind of like self unaliving note and that the unknown man had done it himself yeah a search was launched for the copy of the rubaiyat from which the paper had been torn and in july 1949 a man who lived near somerton beach came forward to say he had found the book in the back of his car apparently tossed through the window The copy contained more clues and yet more baffling enigmas. In invisible ink on the back cover were inscribed five five lines of code. Now, it's just like random letters, so I'm not even going to tell you them. But they're just, I'll show show you, Danae. It's just five lines, and each line has like different random letters. Okay. That don't make any sense. Yeah. These have since resisted all attempts at decryption, not least because they were present not least because they present too short a text many have assumed that they are a cipher text where letters in the message have been transposed for others but an australian naval intelligence analysis found that they statistically match the most common initial letters of words in english suggesting that in fact the code is an acrostic where each letter is the first letter for a word Mm -hmm. for instance um, M-L-I-A-O-I might be code for meet Luke in Adelaide once invited. Such a code would be impossible to decrypt. Also written in the book was the signature Justin and a phone number, which police traced to a nurse now known to be Jessica Ellen Thompson, who lived near Somerton Beach. Thompson admitted that her nickname was Justin and that she had given a copy of the Rubaiyat to a man who was not her husband, one Alfred Boxel. Detectives believed that they had finally identified their body, but it turned out that Boxel was alive and well and still had his copy of the Rubaiyat. Thompson was called in for further questioning and shown a cast of the man's face. Detective Sergeant Lionel Lean was very struck with her reaction, recalling that she was completely taken aback to the point of giving 
the appearance she was about to faint. Yet she insisted that she did not know him and never revealed anything further. One of the leading experts on the case, Professor Derek Abbott, claims that whenever interest in the case flared up, Thompson would contrive to go on holiday or make herself unavailable, and she took her secrets to the grave. Abbott discovered that Thompson had a son, Robin, and says that there was a strong physical resemblance between him and the unknown man, also noting that he became a ballet dancer. One suggested scenario is that the unknown man... um, did it himself after visiting Thompson and being told that he could not see his son. So one theory is that the unknown man was um, like had some kind of an affair mm-hmm. with this woman mm-hmm. and she told him that he couldn't see her son because it wasn't her husband, you know? Right. So that was one of the theories. Tracking down the addition of the Rubaiyat possessed to be the unknown, possessed by the unknown man proved incredibly difficult Eventually, it was found to be similar to an edition by an obscure New Zealand publisher, but not identical. Abbott learned that another man from around the same period was found with an edition of the Rubaiyat and that this book, too, proved to be a one-off. It was labeled as a seventh edition of the Methuen version of the book, except that Methuen had published only five editions. To experts on spycraft, these anomalies suggest that the books may have been created as one-time pads, source books for unbreakable codes. It's very complicated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thompson da- Thompson's daughter, Kate, refused for a long time to discuss the case, but in 2013, she told an Australian TV station that she believed her mother could speak Russian and had confessed to knowing the Somerton Beach man and claimed that the whole business was over the heads of the local police. The clear implication was that Thompson had lived a double life and had been a spy at some point. And in fact, Boxel was also known to have worked in intelligence during the war. Although Adelaide might seem an unlikely spot for Cold War high drama, it was not far from top-secret testing grounds at Woomera, where the British were developing rocket technology and would later test nuclear weapons. Speculation aside, the Tamum Shud case remains as much of a mystery as it was in 1958. When the South Australia coroner finally published his conclusions, admitting, I am unable to say who the deceased was. I am unable to say how he passed or what was the cause of death. Now, this one also has something called, um, like, the far out theories. And that says, a recent effort to crack the code of the unknown man has focused on micro writing, where minuscule letters are concealed within larger ones. Since the original book was disposed of by police in the 1950s, these efforts rely on magnified photographs and have been widely derided, derided by many familiar with the case. However, Gordon Kramer, a former UK detective, claims to have identified microwriting spelling at the word microwriting spelling out the word Venom X4621, similar to the number of a tender document related to the British de Havilland Venom aircraft, which was in development in 1948 and hence might have been a topic of interest for spies. Kramer also claims that below this are the letters LZ5056. (laughs) 5056, which he suggests is the flight number of a Bulgarian Airlines flight from Sofia 
to London. Professor Derek Abbott is skeptical that the resolution of the photos is great enough to allow such details to be made out. Wow. So he's just a random American dude. That was in depth. Yeah. He just shows up. He's drunk. Yeah. In one position, and then he's gone the next morning. They have no idea what did that to him. Mm -hmm. There's no weapon. They think maybe poison, but there's no evidence of that whatsoever. There's, like, weird things in his... There's just, like, weird clues and stuff. Some kind of relation to, like, a weird book. Yeah. Which is very complicated. I don't know, but, like, listening to it, it does sound like... Like, he was just... He was just there. Like, just a ploy type of thing. And was, like, carrying information for, like, spies or something. That's what it kind of sounds like. It does sound like a spy drama. Yeah. 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 It just sounds like he was just... He was just there. They're like, oh, he's drunk and easy. Let's just do it. You know, give a little message. If somebody finds him, they'll find this in his pocket. You know what I mean? Ooh, maybe. Like, it almost sounds like something's just... So you're saying, like, you don't think he was involved? I almost don't think he was involved. I don't know, but it's a random American dude? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what was he doing there? I I feel like he was involved and was also a spy and, like there was like something to do with that something going on yeah like he had a clue of some sort and he was supposed to bring it to somebody and then he got intercepted or something like that yeah i don't know spooky yeah (laughs) very intriguing yeah it is interesting we didn't want to do anything like too scary because i am not like a scary story kind of girl no like any like hauntings or yeah, demonic stuff i we do not like that no. yeah we didn't want to get into that danielle's not about that she's she's good yeah i'm very very good yeah um good. i do just want to like make sure that people know because we're trying to like be lighthearted about it you know yeah yeah so we're not trying to like undermine like the deaths that happened and stuff like that because like it was very real and like people were affected by that yeah you don't want to like take it too like take it lightly and think oh we're trying to make light of this situation like it's heavy stuff especially yours yours is very heavy i mean mine was really but like really sad like kids were involved and yeah like that yeah and that's just like not it was a really sad thing yeah very sad and it's like still unsolved it's like there's still like families that you know didn't get peace from that yeah you know especially like the little girl's parents yeah i was thinking that like, could you imagine? No. Oh, my gosh. And it's, like, stuff like this just makes me, like, even more paranoid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's there's just, like, crazy stuff. You can, like, um, the house, the Moore house, you can actually visit it. Oh, can you? They have, like, overnight tours. and Interesting. Um, they have daytime tours, too. I almost, like, I almost don't like stuff like that. And that they're, like, making a Yeah, a thing. they're making, like profits off of it yeah like maybe yeah. it's a non-profit thing but i don't know i, I think just, it might be a non-profit thing actually i don't it makes me a little uncomfy yeah because it's like it's very it was a very traumatic thing yeah you know, they just have people walking through it and like making light of the situation like just messing yeah. with it i don't know yeah and honestly they probably do like ghost tours and stuff too they do yeah they and have. i just i don't like that yeah yeah, it is very sad. I think it's, like, like even on their website, because I was looking on their website, and they said, honestly, like, if it was, if a, you know, traumatic thing like that were to happen today, authorities would have it. 
yeah oh 100 percent hours yeah like, it went a couple hours not 110 years yeah you know it's been more than 110 years now dang so that's kind of crazy it's it's just crazy like how far like technology has come yeah you no, know it's only been 110 years right I don't know. You said 1912. I'm didn't too you? tired. <laughs> I so think it like, was it 1912. Yeah, I think so, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it was just like really sad, like a sad yeah. situation, heavy. And then, like you know, who knows what happened with the Roanoke's situation? Yeah, like they could have just gotten up and left, you know? Yeah, they're like, oh, peace. Mm. I'm going. You know, we met some nice. Native Americans over here, and we're just going to join them. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. They seem cool. There's nothing for us here. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) You guys kind of left us, so we're out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about is, like, the guy who left, he had family. I almost feel like it said he had kids or something there, too. He he did. Yeah. So he had family and kids that also disappeared with no trace whatsoever. Well, weren't they supposed to go back and get, like, supplies, more supplies or something? He was supposed to, yeah. Yeah. And come back and, like, bring stuff back. So it's like if they left, like, you would think that there would be, that they would try to find him or something. You would think. I don't know. That's just crazy. Like, how does... How does that just happen? And it's you like, know? it kind of sounded like he was only gone for a year. It's not like the, it's even like 10 years or something. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. it's like, yeah, they could move on. Maybe she, his wife like married somebody else and they have like babies together. Something happened. Whatever. Yeah. But like a year to just completely move camp, leave no trace whatsoever. Yeah. Like how do you not leave a trace? Well, yeah. They like, got to build huts or something. Something. They have know? to have something. So they just tear all of that down. They would have even had to like, completely tear it. Even, like, fires and, like, all... There would be everything. some kind of evidence. Yeah. Even, like, silly things. Like, I don't know, pots and pants. Yeah. You know, like, like pottery. Yeah, or exactly. Inventions that they had or whatever it yeah. could be. Toys. Something... Like dolls. Something that could have been left behind. Like, yeah. Nothing. Bones. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, like, why... If somebody were to... You know, something were to happen to the village and hypothetically they did all pass away yeah there'd be some kind of evidence there would be something yeah because like why would why would anybody want that i bet it was aliens it was yeah totally 100 percent aliens aliens we're next (laughs) maybe (laughs) i don't think so we just never have another podcast episode after this yeah we just disappear (laughs) we're done The unsolved mystery of the Devil D. <laughs> Where did they go? They were talking about it. And then they weren't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyways. All right. Well, I think that, that kind of sums it up. I mm-hmm. hope that you enjoyed your history lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I didn't prepare with more. anything a little more spicy. Mm. Gosh. I'm sorry. I had a long day. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Enjoy your... Um, spooky weekend yeah have fun very going to a party or Mm -hmm. doing something fun like Mm -hmm. hopefully danae and i'll do yeah we'll see do something fun get some candy yeah some chocolate even if you wait till the day after halloween get the discount candy get the discount candy do it (laughs) that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) yeah yeah go get the discounted candy Mm -hmm. maybe some discounted decorations That makes sense. Yeah. I can see you doing that. <laughs> I love that for me. <laughs> Get all of the black cat stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for such a dark episode. Yeah. It just made sense for Halloween. Yeah, though. it was spooky. 
Yeah, a little bit sad. Very sad. Very sad. A lot of bit sad, actually. A, lot of, <laughs> yeah. a ton of bit sad. <laughs> very sad. Very depressing episode. Yeah. You're welcome. Maybe we'll have something positive to we share We did warn them. Huh? I We did warn. Yes. We, we gave yeah. a warning. I'm going to do a little warning in, like, the the description too like a little trigger warning yeah. kind of thing you know just because it's it's a lot it's yeah heavy. we talked about like some heavy stuff and like death and yeah yeah that's anyways all right well i hope you enjoyed this episode <laughs> have a good weekend we will see you all next week with a brand new episode who knows what we'll talk about seriously who knows <laughs> we'll figure it out probably the day before yeah love that <laughs> love that for us all right goodbye bye